1: What is up everybody? Welcome back to the End in Mind podcast. Quick reminder that this is actually part two of a series which came out last week. So if you have not tuned in to that first part of this conversation, I highly suggest going back, listening to that, and then coming back to this part two. We are having some really thought-provoking gray area conversations in these episodes, so I cannot wait to get all of your thoughts. Yeah, let's dive into this part two with Abby and Lisa. Cannot wait to share with you all. other piece of this that I really loved of how you both are able to communicate with one another is how people should be able to talk to their coach. Like if their coach pitches them on $11,000 and they're like, well, I can't afford that. Why is it that the coach then is like, oh, well, I'm looking for, you know, different types of clients. Why can't we start to ask ourselves Exactly how Lisa is saying too, as well, what can we offer? What could, what could we work with them on? And how can we talk through that limiting belief? Because sometimes I get on the phone with clients and, you know, something that would seem reasonable, they don't believe it is, you know? So there's so many levels to the pricing aspect of this as well, where it could just be a money belief, which we all have and we're born with. But why can't we just talk about it on the sales call? Like that's what would make a great coach, you know, or a great therapist, whatever you may be looking for and pricing out about. So I think that that's kind of the shift that Abby's describing as well within society. So that people can start to have these conversations with strangers doesn't have to be a heated moment. You know, it can just hold the space and say like, Hey, no worries. If this doesn't feel good. Let's come back later. How can I help you in another way? How can I make another connection for you or offer a lower price point? Because we can help so many people. And if we have the knowledge, who are we to withhold it, you know?
0: Well, and I think that's what, correct me if I'm wrong, Abby, I think that's kind of what you were describing earlier when you were, you know, talking about that. Uh, of If you know yourself and what you have to offer, then that conversations really easy you know for for the coach to be able to hold that space because you're like here's what i can offer what are you looking for what are you needing and then holding that 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 space for them to really explore that and it's like you know me personally, I will, I say things like, okay, well, maybe we'll do one session to start or we can do Voxer support or we can do, like, I, I'm very like, let's do this and this because I, I I do know what I can offer. Um, And so it's clear for me to be able to kind of assess where my, that person is and say, here's some support. We've got all these options. What feels good to you? But I think, you know, that's because I've done a lot of work, not only on myself, but I've been in this field for a long time, Abby does it so well, too, because personally, what I've seen over the years is Abby's really gotten to a place where, you know, you can hold that space of just listening. And you're really good at that. And I think that comes from, well, obviously doing your own work, but really recognizing what your purpose is, and knowing what you want, you know, what, what do I here? I'm not what you want. But
2: here's what I have to offer. Yeah. Like that piece of, I think, I think what we're talking about, just to put it super simply is like, this is a match or this is not a match. And if you rush through that, or if you are trying to people, please slash fawn your way through, (laughs) you don't have the experience of feeling the match or knowing what to do. If it's not a match like that is you know i talk about like body wisdom so often and people are like i don't even know what you're talking about like it's just the most unfamiliar thing whereas for me it's like i i've been in training to tune into body wisdom and so at this point now it's this feels like a match or this doesn't feel like a match, but I will say it took a lot of experimenting and trial and error. And, you know, I've been working through this personal development and transformation, like self-transformation for, I mean, almost a decade now. And there were a lot of things that I purchased that I was not tuning into, is this a match from body wisdom? It was just a, it was a head. And it was like, what is hooking me to say yes, without feeling the resonance, the coherence of whatever the thing was like a lot of things were like that. Right. And so, I mean, just thinking about one of the, one of the tools recently that I've started employing is actually listing out like, what are the things that I'm looking for in trainings or in offerings so that when things come up, I can do a check against that little list. And that has helped me kind of tune into that body part because it starts with my mind, but then I can, then I can go, okay, here's this check. Wow. This is like, not even, this wasn't even on my radar, but now that it's on my radar, I'm like, Ooh, look at this shiny object. (laughs) That's one, that's one element. Right. And then if it was on my, if it was on my radar, then I can feel into, Oh, this feels like the correct course or the correct coach or the correct opportunity, whatever that might be. And knowing that all of us feel that differently, like my inner body wisdom, isn't going to feel the same as yours, but we all have it. And it, it. I think it's learning to tune in to access what's already there. And it's also learning out of, or coming out of, yeah, the bypassing, but like, the, the, oh, well, my brain is thinking this. So even though I'm having this unsettled feeling or this like flutter or this sour or like whatever the feeling is, I'm just going to forge ahead. I'm just going to go for it. Right. Cause that's the messaging that we're taught from day one is like, just do it, (laughs) just do the thing. And that's where the conversation of energetics and like our own individual energetics becomes really like really yummy, because if you start knowing and understanding like, oh, I'm picking up an energy here of, and this goes for, this goes for providing and for like consuming, um, of like, I want to be able to fit into this. I want to be able to say yes. Right. Even if it's not correct for me, um, is, is one of those energetics that plays in. So yeah, it's just such a like, it's such well, a, it, it's such a, uh, we can like go deeper and deeper.
0: Yeah. yeah I mean, I right, As far as that, you can play that into pricing as well. Yeah. It's not just even the program. It's that, yeah. and that go, you know, as you're saying that I was thinking about a time where there was a program where I was like, Ooh, I really want to work with this person. But then I saw the price and I'm like, sat with it, sat with it, sat with it for a long time. And then it was like. I would f- if I purchase this I would actually have more anxiety about it because then where's where am I going to feed my kids or where am I going to do this or where am I going to you know and that to me was like this isn't the time yeah. you know so to be able to really sit with it and listen to that inner wisdom and then really kind of like you know I recognize like oh that's going to make me more anxious like I'm going to actually not get anything out of this program because the whole time I'm worrying about X, Y, and Z. And I think that plays into what we were talking about in the beginning Yeah, about, you know, someone who's telling you like, here's the thing, like, if you're having a conversation with the coach and the coach is like, well, you can just do payment plans. Okay. But $500 payment plans isn't always good for people, you know, or whatever, or a thousand dollar payment plans or two, you know, a month for the next 12 months or whatever it is. But really checking in with yourself, like you're saying, Abby, going back into, um, you know, that checking your inner wisdom. But then I think that goes into what you were talking about with like, you know, we really got to know ourselves and we really got to do that, that personal growth work, that inner work to get to the point of where, and like Abby said that, you know, she's been on this journey, like a lot of people, but for like a decade. Yeah. This isn't, this isn't like an overnight success thing. This isn't like a, you know, it's a lot of trial and error, like she said. And I think people need to recognize that too, is that learning how, one, learning how to slow down and listening to our, our, your body, not your mind, and really slowing down because we are such a quick fix society a hurry up and get to the, you know, the end of the race kind of thing. And we're going to hang out on the hamster wheel as long as we need to. Yeah. And it's just not sustainable.
2: Yeah. It's almost, yeah. When you were saying that too, I was thinking, um, it's like, if I were going to offer wisdom coming, you know, coming from my own journey, I think like the first thing is unhook from the urgency. Because if you can, if you can do that first, whether you are pricing something or whether, yeah, again, whether you're like out there, like in the marketplace, like, is this for me? Is this not for me? Unhooking yourself from the urgency. That's just this current that's like sweeping us along, right? Buy, 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 purchase, purchase, purchase more, more, more that very first step is what offers space to hear yourself. Yeah. If you're in the urgency of, of everyone else, you know, it's in post. I think that's what puts the earmuffs on where you're like, I can't even hear, like, what are you
1: talking about? I can't hear myself. Yeah. I, yeah, exactly. And just to add in, like from a marketing standpoint, that's what they want. You know, they want you to not listen, to tune out, give the cash, operate in scarcity. And I just had a theory that I wanted to share with you both and our audience. You know, as society is shifting and there's so many entrepreneurs and there's so much training and so much knowledge, this old way of selling is still so present. We never wanted this old way of selling, but that's what we were taught as salespeople in society, that this is how you do it. And now that we've all learned it, we're now evolving and asking ourselves, how do we want to be sold to? And I know when I would push people in the past coming from a very masculine standpoint, it didn't feel good for me and I lost the sale. And then I quickly realized, if I just tell them I'm here whenever you need me, They always come back around and our relationship is even better. They're sending me referrals. It's such a laid back way of selling and it feels good. And I think that that's what people need to hear. Like If you are being coached by someone where you spent a lot of money and you feel like you have to use these tactics, ask yourself, what would feel good? How could you sell that would feel good to you? What price point would feel good? Like these questions aren't really asked in these trainings because it's always push, 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 exactly how we're saying with society. It's all mimicked within these small nuggets of conversation. So yeah, that was just one thing that I was kind of thinking about as we were going through this. Like we've all been given the knowledge now. So now we have the power to make our own decision.
0: And I think it comes back to trust like what comes up when you're saying that is trust yourself in mm-hmm. order to trust yourself. You have to, you know, really do the work to, to get in alignment to, to know, because that example I gave you with the coach I went to work with, I sat with it, sat with it. Right. And at the time it wasn't right. Well, it turns out she lowered the price for a session and, you know, a month or two later. And I was like, Oh, perfect. And then I get to have that. And then I ended up like doing, I was able to have what I needed. Because I waited and I trusted that it was going to come when I needed it. And therefore my relationship with her was not coming from a urgency or a scarcity or any of that. It was organically there Mm -hmm. and you can apply it to buying a car. Think about buying a car. I cannot stand when I walk in and I got a sleazy salesperson. I'm out. I don't even care if I like the car. I'm out. Yeah. We were buying our car in January. We went in and we were looking at a specific car and that's how it felt. And My husband and I were like, no. And we literally kept saying, no, all we need you to do is tell us what this will look like. And they wouldn't do it. They kept trying to sell and sell and sell. And we're like, no. So we like left and we walked down the street to another one. And we walked into this, where the place where we bought our car. And it was like Zen. They were like, Hey, how's it going? How's your day? They didn't even like try to sell us anything like they didn't, they just let it be. And we ended up buying the car. (laughs) I mean, you know, and if you think about that anywhere in our lives of how we're marketed, like food, anything we're marketed with it being shoved down, noise, 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 noise. And if we slow down, Trust ourselves, learn how to trust ourselves, slow down and listen to that inner wisdom that Abby was talking about. We can make much more educated decisions for ourselves. Mm.
2: Yeah. And, and knowing like, even, even the knowledge of this is the industry standard, like this is, this is how we've been taught, right? Then you're like, okay, well, I was taught that way, but that doesn't mean it's the only way. as right as like as a business owner as a service provider well does it feel correct to me am I am I just disregarding how I want to play like just because it's the rule book I guess just because it's the rule book doesn't mean that it's the only way to play and like that's how innovation happens right I was reading Liz Gilbert's book, what's it called? Big Magic. And there was this line that was like, imitation has to happen before innovation. And it just struck me so much. And I think it's part of what's happening right now in this industry is there was a lot of imitation. Mm. And part of the purpose of imitation is that there are people who will feel into this imitation doesn't feel correct to me. And so I'm going to try it a different way, which then allows other people to see, oh, there's a different way. I'm going to imitate that way. Mm -hmm. How does that feel? Oh, that's closer to how, what feels, what feels good. What feels aligned for me. Right. And so there is this piece of like, we're working on our own in this, but we're also learning so much from each other. And so the awareness of like, even just knowing like there are there are people out there who are who are working business in a different way helps you to slow down and look for that. Look for what does it what does it feel like? What does it feel like in that car sales place when you walked in, like, ooh, this is different, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could feel the energy,
0: the difference of the energy in there if you slowed down. Like we could have very easily stayed in the first place. Cause that was one of the cars we were thinking about buying and yeah. we've been talking about it. We wanted it and we could have just pushed ourselves through it, but both my husband and are like, this doesn't feel good. Yeah. Like, we don't like this. And therefore I'm not giving you my business.
2: Yeah. Because- and that's the simplest question to start with. Yeah. How does this feel? Yeah. 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 Do I want to stay here or do I want to <laughs> turn around and run the other way? And I'm like that, that whole Line of, well, like just, just, just face the fear and do it anyway. Like, I am just not a subscriber to that belief. I think that fear is there to give us messages. And sometimes it is because we're pushing out of our comfort zone and like we need a little nudge and there's a voice there. But a lot of times it's like your body telling you, no, please, please hit eject and or like do a U turn and go the other way. And It's okay to, to hear yourself in that. Yeah. I think you bring up a good
0: point. And that goes to what you were saying, Caitlin, with rhetoric, you know, we are, and not just in the coaching world, but in general, there there's this idea of, you know, if your fear push through it, stop and take a moment, like what's the fear, like, is the fear because it's like, this doesn't feel good, unsafe versus, Oh, that's out of my comfort zone. And I, I, you know, maybe like, I'm just like, you know, like check in because, and there's a lot of, I can't think of other ones off the top of my head. Maybe you guys can, but there's a lot of other words like that where we're told of what it's supposed to like, oh, just do this because, you know, you just got to bypass that when it's like, no, there's a reason. First of all, fear is actually What our bodies and our system are supposed to do naturally. We are mammals, therefore, just like a mammal, what's what's an animal do when they're afraid? Fight, flight, or freeze, right? So that's what our fear, like, we are designed to have fear in our bodies. So we have to really check in. And are we, you know, pushing ourselves into something that's just not good? Yeah. Just because we're told to jump
1: in, push through it. Yeah. And I think that that's what happens when you do just push through, right? They invest, Someone might invest, myself included, and then resentment comes up. And then you start to not trust yourself on every little decision that you're making in your life. And I know this because i just experienced this recently, you know? So this happens on so many levels and you just can't beat yourself up. You just have to take it as another lesson and For any of our listeners that may be, you know, navigating a situation like this, or maybe overspend on, you know, shoes, like this can be investing in so many things. And another key piece that I just wanted to add into what you both are saying is that I believe we all believe money is energy, you know, you're just giving them energy. And I know the coaches that I've invested in where I would have not traded a penny back For some of the words that they gave me, it was priceless to me. I would go back and I would pay them tenfold, you know, for what they've been able to help me do. And that's what you want when you invest with a coach. And it does. It has to feel aligned. It has to feel good. And what feels good for your best friend in business might not feel good for you. And I love that you both have brought up such of those different polar, you know, dynamic views because... What may work for Lisa in coaching may look different for Abby in coaching, even though they've known each other since they were young. And that's the beauty of this is we can all, you know, network and get to know how each other is selling, as Abby mentioned, and then take bits and pieces from that. Maybe you don't even need coaching right now. You just need to sit back and observe, you know.
0: That's a really good point. And yeah, just honoring that. uh, 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 And really what you're saying, Caitlin, is honoring where you're at. And knowing that's the thing too, is like knowing it's okay. The way Abby and I approach life can be very different and that's okay. It's that we both respect each other. We both honor each other. We value each other. And we can have these conversations where we can kind of poke at, like literally Abby's the person I call when I'm like, oh, I kind of need someone to poke at this a little bit because I know she'll be honest with me. And I know she'll, she's not just going to feed me the stuff that I, you know, like, oh, okay, everything's great. You know, that she's going to be like, "Well, what about this? Or have you thought about this? Or, you know, and, and kind of, poke at the things to get me to, to really take a look in deeper inside to evolve better, you know, and that's the conversations I think we need to be having as a whole, as a society and being able to hold those places. We do not have to agree with everything. We're all different people. We we do need to respect each other. And, and hold spaces for each other in that way. And people can argue with me on that and that's okay too. We need to evolve as human beings and and, and get to the place that Abby was talking about earlier in that utopia world that we will get to when people listen to this like two years later and like, oh yeah, yeah, she, she saw that in the future. I know she, so yeah, I just think we need to to hold those spaces for each other and have those conversations.
1: I couldn't agree more. Abby, do you have any last thoughts before we wrap up here? No, I don't think I do. This has been like really yummy. I mean, well, hold on.
2: I do have one last thought, which is it's making me think just some more about like kind of what we started with, with that inverse relationship back to just that topic of pricing of like, what does it feel like as as a service provider in thinking about your own pricing is one flip side of it. And then what does it feel like as the, as the customer in terms of pricing as the other side? And I feel like we got like, we got like deep into the, what does it feel like as the customer? And I think the same kinds of, you know, theories, ideas can apply if you're questioning pricing as a provider. It's like, what does it feel like for you to put that price on your work or on your service? Does it feel like you're doing it because it's what has been taught to you? Like do it this way, or does it feel like it's in resonance? So I think that's like a dot, dot, dot.
1: Yeah.
0: Real quick. That's the other piece I was talking about with rhetoric. I think that's the other piece of, well, then you, you don't have self-worth. Yeah. Which I, I think is a load of crap, because if you are if you have, are in alignment with yourself, it, it feels good to price something at the at like seventy seven dollars. Whatever. I'm just throwing numbers out there. You know like and, and other people are like, oh, well, you could sell that for like a thousand. But the thousand doesn't feel good. That does not mean you you don't have self-worth. And I think that's part of the rhetoric we're hearing in the coaching world is you need to price yourself in, in your self-worth, but that's going to look different for everybody. So just because someone's program is $599 versus, you know, 2000 or whatever, that doesn't mean that their self-worth is less. Yeah. I think it's really important for people
1: to hear that and recognize that. I completely agree. I, I actually just had a very similar situation occur at a networking call with a woman. She was amazing and she made a comment to me about my pricing and I realized that I will no longer allow my business to be my identity You know, so when she gives me advice, I don't take it personal, but before it would have been totally my self-worth. You know, I'm not looking at myself enough. I'm not giving myself enough credit. And now I look at my business as a vehicle and an evolution process for me and my clients. So if this is what I'm pricing now, that's what works. But when I change it in a few months, that's good too. And I think the fluidity, isn't explained enough either Lisa as you added I think that that was a great you know key piece for everybody to remember on both receiving ends like if you can't afford it it's also not your self-worth like money is just a construct you know and you deserve amazing service no matter what what you can afford what you can't afford you know so I think that that's the other challenge of society and the world at hand, you know, this is how our world's been structured. And as we've all talked about many times, I'm yeah. sure our listeners would resonate, things are changing. And thank goodness for it, because we all deserve to be happy because we're alive, period, you know. Awesome. Well, thank you both for coming on. Can you tell us how our listeners can get, get in touch with you or follow you both on social media or where they may be able to learn more about you both before we hop off here? Instagram is Tuthill
0: Lisa, So there's the three L's in the middle. Website is www.lisatuthillcoaching.com. And obviously they can get a hold of Caitlin if they need to get a hold of me and they can't find me. So those are the the... Two best ways, three, I guess, to get a hold of me.
2: And mine is primarily still on Instagram. It's my name, Abby Arizon. I think you have show notes or something. Yeah.
1: Yeah, totally. We'll have it all linked below just in case you guys are audio trying to search. I figured I would just let you both explain or share, but absolutely. We'll have everything linked below for you all. Get in touch, reach out to us, even if you just have thoughts on this topic we're very open to different views and we're happy to discuss and, you know, just get to know everybody better. So thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you all so much.